Hello everyone. Welcome to Switchcraft a Fingerboard podcast. My name is Jana and this time I'm sitting here with a guest who I tried to get on for quite a while and we finally could make it happen even after a bit of technical difficulties but yeah everyone say hello to Chris for, from Beast Pants. Hi hi everyone. Hi Jana, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. <laughs> yeah it's my pleasure. So, yeah, like I said, you're, you're the man behind Beast Pants, and I think pretty much anyone will know what Beast Pants is at this point, because you've been around for quite a while, haven't you? I, I have. You know, it, it's it's actually kind of funny. Um, you know, in, in prepping for today, I it's, I've been around for so long, I've forgotten, like, when I started. And so I like the exact day I like I have it in my head that it was June um, 6th, for some reason. Uh, but I, I went I did a little digging. And, you know, ironically, <clears throat> it's actually today, it's the 12th. Oh, uh, so yeah, it's actually very strangely and coincidentally, it is the uh, I guess it would be the eight year anniversary anniversary of, of Beast Pants. That's super cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Like I, I realized that today, and I was like, "Oh man, that is amazing." But, um, but yeah, I, I, um, yeah, the first time I actually had a stock, stock one on my, because back then I norm, numbered my stocks. Um, stock one dropped uh, June twelfth in uh, twenty thirteen. Nice. Yeah, uh, I went through your Instagram. Uh, uh, in preparation for this interview as well. And mm -hmm. I was uh, talking to uh, two fingerboard friends uh, via Discord, and uh, we were all just looking at your Instagram account because we were talking about this different graphics and stuff. And someone was like, yeah, I'm still scrolling. And I, I'm also, I also was like, okay, yeah, still scrolling. <laughs> oh, okay, I reached <laughs> the end. And yeah. then I, uh, I saw it was like in 2013, the post or something like that. So yeah, that's, that's a quite a while ago. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's wild. It, it's, a, it's been a very fun like journey to get here. I don't know. <laughs> do, do you know yeah. at what stock you would be if you uh, would have continued numbering them? I do not. No, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I got to the point where I forget when the last number even was, but I was just, man, you know, I think, I think I need to stop numbering them. I think I'm just gonna <laughs> just here's a restock and yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I could probably figure that out. But it'll take me some time. Yeah, I always sometimes. Uh get very surprised when I look at the number of the episode because this is number 40 and I'm 40. like wow. yeah and that's I'm like amazing wow it's already 40 episodes that's a that's a lot that's incredible <laughs> yeah yeah that's um, very very cool so uh, let's backtrack a bit before uh, you before stock one sure uh, when did you start fingerboarding and how did you discover fingerboarding Okay, sorry, I just took a little sip of water there. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, I uh, I started well. So it's kind of like a like there are three I guess phases of my uh, fingerboard experience, and I I 
started, I guess it started with skateboarding. Uh, I started skating when I was, uh, gosh, I think it was like maybe eight years old. I, I bought like a, a very cheap, or my dad bought me a very cheap little uh, skateboard. From I think I started at the same age, like okay. seven, eight, nine, something like that. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't know anyone who skated and, um, I just, and actually like the board, it came with like such terrible bearings. They had like, they were like plastic coverings over them. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew so little about it that I, I actually bought bearings off of a kid, but I only bought four bearings because I didn't know that the wheels had <laughs> two bearings inside, but yeah. I was like a little kid, so I didn't know, <laughs> but, um, But yeah, then then we moved, and in that new neighborhood, there were actually kids that skated, and I, you know, built up the courage to hang out, start hanging out with them, and then yeah, from then I just it was a part of my life, uh, pretty much my my whole life. And then, um, so during that period, I, I uh, would go into skate shops, and they had these like little uh, plastic uh, keychains um, mm -hmm. where they they were like molded together, like the trucks. It were molded onto the deck and there yeah. was like a little they had little plastic wheels and stuff and then i would uh get like the leftover grip tape i'd ask them for the leftover <laughs> grip tape and i would put that on there uh, just for like a realistic feel but i couldn't at that point i could not ollie i just kind of th used my thumb and i would just like you know do grinds on you know the kitchen counter or whatever um and then Fast forward to the late late 90s, <clears throat> and uh, I was I started I was working at a skate shop, at a local skate shop, and we started carrying Tech Deck, and then I, you know, when we were done folding T-shirts or whatever on a slow day, I would I would just mess around with a with a I I got a uh, black label i almost said black river <laughs> uh, a black a black label um tech deck and i wore the graphic off of that thing just um shredding and i got to where i could i could ollie and i could do like pressure flips and i think maybe impossibles and something that might have looked like a tray flip but you know but yeah Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where it like just spins a bit and you're not yes. sure how, like, was it like a 720, a 540, how many flips? Who knows? Right. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it went up in the air and the fingers came down and that was yeah. it. Um, so, uh, yeah, and so I did that and, you know, the little, the, the kids would kind of, the groms would come in and hang out and we would, you know, fingerboard on the, or we, at that, that time it was tech decking. We were tech decking on the, uh, on the uh, glass counter. And uh, then I got like an office job that was still in the skate industry. It was like for a very small distributor. And, uh, and I had, you know, I had my tech tech deck on the, on my desk for years. And I, you know, I would just kind of like roll it around or whatever. And um, then years and years later, I had a client come in and he, we became friendly and, you know, he saw my tech deck and he's like, Oh, cool. And like, he did a kickflip and it just blew my mind. I was like, Whoa. And he's like, check this out. And then he pulls out a, a wooden deck 
and it was like five plies and it was like i remember it was yellow veneer on the top and bottom and a red ply going to the center and then like the cross plies were just natural mm. and <clears throat> it just like a light bulb went off and i was like okay you, you have to get me one of these and it turns out that he was friends with uh drake from eminent ah, okay. and so yeah and so uh he got me a fingerboard through drake and uh so my very first professional fingerboard was an eminent and it do was you know beautiful. when that was roughly that would have probably been oh man maybe late 2011 to um early 2012 something like that i would mm -hmm. say probably more likely 2012 yeah i would say that's probably right because it wasn't long after i got that thing that i started like getting curious about the whole hobby of it because now mm. it's like you know i'm tell i'm learning from my client that there's like a scene of people that do this and so you know google led to uh fo the forums i think was probably the next step uh and youtube i i learned how to uh make um make decks through watching youtube videos uh, so I think the forum that I joined, if I can remember, it was FBHQ. Okay, don't um, know that one. Fingerboard headquarters, I believe. Okay, but um, and uh, it was great, and I just kind of like hid in the background, spying on everybody's messages, and um, I never, I didn't really engage until after. I felt like I had gotten really, so, okay, I got to back up. Okay. So I went online. I was trolling, not trolling. That's absolutely not what I was doing. I was um, uh, reading posts, looking at boards people were making. And I went on YouTube and I found a guy uh, who went by the name Izilli. I don't know if you've heard of Izilli. Um, but he, okay, he had a uh, tutorial on how to make uh, Bondo molds. Ah, okay. Uh, I was about to say, what was it the Bondo mold video? Because oh, that yeah. one has been referenced a lot. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so yes, definitely I started out with making the Bondo molds. And um, and then I I got the veneer and I was sort of like paying attention to the forums and there was a brand uh back in the day called zona wood they were out of arizona mm -hmm. and they just did split plies they were like just doing split plies it was kind of their thing and at the time i was uh painting uh, but i was like incorporating like cut paper with mm -hmm. acrylic paint on canvas and um and so i was like using exacto knives to like cut the papers thick paper almost like as thick as a veneer mm -hmm. and um yeah like the big cardstock ish paper right yeah, yeah yeah exactly all right so i um saw this zona wood person putting up these 
amazing split pie decks and they had like cactuses and other things that were really cool and so i thought you know that's something i want to try and so i got the veneer and like i started doing split plies and the very first fingerboard i ever pressed in my bondo mold was a black and white uh split ply it's just said i love la it was an i heart la and i just wanted something simple Mm. Uh, that I could try and it worked. And ever since then, it's just been like, I don't know, I've been just, I've just fell in love. I I've, I don't know. It's just, it's just evolved and become mm. very cool. That's cool to hear. Yeah. One of the reasons that I wanted to have you on here was that mm -hmm. I've been, following you ever since I came back into fingerboarding, which was like five years ago. So, awesome. uh, and I soon, uh, like I, uh, I started at or restarted at the Black River store or now as a Berlin shop. Right. So I had a lot of people who could point me in the right direction, like what to look up uh, on Instagram and stuff like that. So I found you very quickly and I fell in love with your uh, split lights back then. And oh. It was uh, one of the first, like, I would say, elaborate split lights that I've seen. And I always, like, and ever since then, I, I've always been following you. And I now have, thanks to you, uh, three beast pens, not only two, <laughs> as, like, up until recently. And I, I always was like, yeah, I, I don't know anything about beast pens other than really cool split plies and really <laughs> dope graphics so that's why i wanted to have you on here to get a bit bit more context to uh, some of the cool things that you do oh cool well, thank you uh that's very nice of you to say all that stuff <laughs> um, so so yeah. after you did your initial split ply uh, were you just focusing on split plies for a while because i imagine at that time it wasn't that easy to figure out a way to get like graphics that aren't split lights onto a board or was that like when oh. when did yeah did you first only do split lights or did you do graphics immediately or how did that work no totally it was split plies from the beginning um mm -hmm. yeah and it it was sort of like that was the hobby it was uh making split ply fingerboards so it's like the process of you know cutting the splits and then molding them and then making the board so it was all kind of one for me initially and um and then i i think you know I, at some point i was just like you know like i really love skateboarding and i love graphics and i you know i want to explore that as well mm -hmm. and so then i think at that point i went and i didn't want to do paper graphics because people were doing paper graphics and yeah. I wanted to try something that that would wear and so that was like the challenge for a while and and the and it was fun and that was like its own little adventure trying to figure out how to do uh real wear graphics mm -hmm. and i found some like and it was like uh, i started working on it at about the same time that that vlad from catfish mm -hmm. we were both because we were both you know we were in contact and sharing um, like how we're solving problems with making fingerboards and stuff. 
and uh, we were both so we were, we were almost like had like we were messing around with this t-shirt material but he like had like the final um, ingredient that made it perfect and so like he let me in on the secret <laughs> which was very generous of him and and um, and so then from that point on I did these like t-shirt graphics that uh, would wear not perfectly and you couldn't like just really thrash it otherwise it could tear or whatever but okay. uh, it, it worked it worked and I was I was pretty stoked on it and uh, so I, I did that and I liked that I, I what I liked about that was that I could just do like a few of them because initially I really liked the idea of making something very special kind of like how Zach from Wood has that sort of you know, it's beautiful how he like makes these very special, unique pieces um, for each individual person, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And um, and I liked that. Uh, so, you know, the the real wear graphics allowed me to get like detail graphic design that I would do on my iPad or my computer or whatever, and then put it on on the board. And uh, so yeah, so I I started doing that. All the while I was working at a skateboard um, a distributor who had its own heat transfer machine. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was just like, you know, I think I'm going to order some heat transfers. <laughs> and, then, and then I, you know, I went that route and, and now that's, that's where I'm at. And I, I like it. I like that. I like its connection to skateboarding, that it's a heat mm -hmm. transfer that's used, you know, on a, the same thing that's used on an actual skateboard. And um, yeah, so that's how it evolved from uh, split plies to uh, where it is now, where it's, it's mostly uh, my graphic designs. And I, and I do all of the design work for everything because for me, Beast Pants is, it started as like a creative outlet. Mm. So not just, uh, uh, you know, it's not just the making of the fingerboards, but it's also like a, a, an outlet for me to share some artwork with folks yeah yeah and that that's also something that i found really compelling about these pants because a lot of companies make graphics where they might look really cool but you can't really tell that it's the same company like uh, like some sometimes i see a deck and be like oh that's a really cool graphic and see, uh, like only later on see, oh, okay, it's this company that I've been following for ages, but doesn't look like anything else they made. And maybe at some point you see a tiny logo somewhere, but with your stuff, it's like all super consistent, uh, consistent. Like doesn't matter. Like I, I have three very different graphics of yours. I have uh, the, uh, the FBS cat. I have mm -hmm. uh, the push like the shark thing right uh, and uh, now this uh, the one with the eyes and the cigarette uh, and the cigarette and you wouldn't need to tell me that they are both from the same person like even without the logo they're in such a like similar style that mm -hmm. like even though they are completely different graphics i like that they all feel the same and are all in the same universe that's cool. And you know, that that's very nice to hear that. Um, because I think before 
I started Beast Pants, like I said, I was like, I always painted and, and I drew since I was a kid. But, um, and I was really into making art. And, mm -hmm. um, and I always felt myself uh, jumping from style to style, uh, searching for some aesthetic that was my own. And I think it wasn't until Beast Pants where I was just like, you know what, like, I'm not going to worry about any art theory stuff or any of that stuff. I just want to have fun and I want to do like design the things that I like, you know, I, I mm -hmm. love like fantasy genre, uh, Lord of the Rings stuff, Dungeons and Dragons, of course. Yeah. We, and, we talked um, about that before we started recording for mutual yeah. <laughs> love about before Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. It's just wonderful. And, you know, science fiction and, you know, mystery ghost story type stuff. Like I just, that I've always been fascinated by, by that. And mm. uh, I just felt like it would be fun to incorporate that. And I, I one of my favorite skateboard brands uh, growing up was uh, Toy Machine. And, um, and I wasn't a huge World Industries fan, but I appreciated that both companies kind of were sort of like telling a story so mm. that you weren't just buying a board but you were also experiencing like the little characters and uh, you know, the story that that told. And so I, I kind of wanted to have like my own version of that, I guess. That, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Surprisingly, like now that you mention it, I kind of think how didn't I guess the toy machine uh, connection sooner? Cause mm -hmm. the toy machine was, uh, was always like, it, it was pretty much the same way. You could always tell a toy machine graphic, by its style like it sure. didn't need to have to have the character on there like just the lines and stuff and yeah. and you also have like uh basically a bunch of may maybe even a cast of characters <laughs> and uh, even though they all look sim uh, look different they all somehow belong in the same universe like the cat and the demon boy couldn't be further apart from what they are but yeah, yeah, they they feel like they're in like in the same style or yeah, whatever. Well, they have like a like a kind of like Bart Simpson body to them mm -hmm. a little bit, like with extended arms. Yeah. Um. So you know, like Simpsons were a big influence for me growing up. So yeah, I just yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to have fun and and be silly, and yeah. um, and just fingerboarding is it's just so fun, and I wanted to you know have something that kind of goes along with that mm -hmm. yeah yeah and just have fun with it so if do you uh, or could you uh, could you t uh, could you name all the characters that you have in there uh, like all the ones that are recurring or that you have done multiple yeah. things with sure well i mean i could go through i'll have to go through my feed no i'm just kidding um yeah, yeah so there's... I, I have it on on standby as well <laughs> <laughs> so okay i think uh my my first characters were the smoking cats i just mm -hmm. did i did like smoking cat heads they were just the heads yeah. and it was like a pin striping kind of like in the background so those were the first yeah i've seen them yesterday when i went through your whole feet in oh, preparation <laughs> yeah it took it took a while that's a deep dive i yeah i know that some people like i 
I see some people, I think Joy Cold has maybe like one image posted. Yeah, and, and then, like, then deletes it like three weeks yeah. later. Yeah, and there's something about that that is so satisfying. But at the same time, I don't know, I kind of like the idea of that just being there. And it's yeah, fun. I like when it keeps going and going and you can see like the whole development and history of a brand. Yeah, I like that. I mean, if I'm if there's a brand I like, I, I want to like go down and see that. I think that that is is very cool and fun. Yeah, and I think right. that yeah, I agree. But um so yeah, the smoking cat was your oh, first right. character. Yes, so the smoking cat was first, and then I think I did a pool shark, but uh, the pool shark mm -hmm. was a little bit different than the current than it is now than the, I think the one that you have. Um, yeah, I don't exactly uh, know like when mine is from because I got it uh, uh, from someone who was uh, downsizing his collection. He's like a local uh -huh. from Berlin. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, and I had uh, up until then I had another beast pants that I really liked, but it just got shredded to be like uh -huh. I, it just yeah it, it, there wasn't not much left of the board <laughs> it, it and puts so, a good... <laughs> yes and so I wanted another one and uh, I saw uh, that he had that and I didn't know uh, about uh, the different molds and stuff of yours so I just. Mm. Uh, told him, yeah, I want that one that looks cool, got that. Gosh. And then I found out that it was the, the deep mold. And I, I like the, the narrow ones, uh, the mellow ones. Right. And so I, that deck, I just put on my wall and, but yeah, it's, I, I look at it every time I'm fingerboarding. So it's still, <laughs> it's still in, in good use. That's good. That's cool. <laughs> so I don't know when that is from just, yeah. 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 So. Yeah, so the pool shark, and then I did like, you know, there's the bee squatch, and uh, ah, yeah, like, yeah. it's a, it's like the, uh, it's like the sasquatch, you mm -hmm. know, Bigfoot, yeah. you know, that typical iconic image. But I gave him horns because you know he's a beast. Yeah, squatch, and um, <laughs> I don't know. And so then, uh, yeah, and and then. I did like I had like some squid maids, which were like mermaids, but mm -hmm. you know, they had tentacles. Um, Why not? So that one, yeah. Uh, there was the uh, skunkalope, which is like a, a, a jackalope, but a, instead of a rabbit, it's a skunk. Um, <laughs> which I, you know, I a lot of times I will like Google these things if I come up with something. And I was really amazed, like how underrepresented the skunkalope concept is on Google, because I think I think like more people would have like made it, but you know, so I was pretty excited about that one because not a lot of people had done uh, any kind of rendering of a skunkalope on online. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I may have started something. Uh, the legend of the skunkalope. I don't know, but. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. I had the the smoking ninja cats, um, and then there's like the the elf. So the elf thing, um, mm -hmm. the elves came out of, um, you know, sometimes I would get funny questions from folks, and they would ask me something about my process, and ah, you know, I can see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, 
and so uh, you know, and I and I there are some things that I worked really hard to discover on my own, and for me that's part of the journey, um, and that's part of the fun, and mm-hmm. you know, on on one hand, uh, I just don't I don't want to like make it too easy because it just you don't have the same appreciation or mm. you don't have as good of an experience with the hobby i feel if you're just handed stuff maybe and and i also feel like like fingerboarding is such a small community compared to other things that i don't really want people that are just in it for the money and someone who mm-hmm. who's just who like gets a mold from the internet uh uh, orders uh, graphics here, gets a router template, just maybe even does it with uh, uh, graphics they found from the internet or uh, skate graphics that they just used without asking and then putting sure. that out. It like it sometimes feels like they're taking a shortcut and they're not always doing it for the right reasons. So I'm, I get the, like, ma- not making it too hard, but... Mm-hmm having like letting someone show that they do it because they love it and do it because they want to make something with their hands and want to, uh, or like you want, want to express their creativity. And so I've, I feel like there's a difference between asking someone for specifically like a step-by-step tutorial mm-hmm. and uh, for just getting pointers to know to go into the right direction. For sure. Yeah, and you know, there are some things like uh, the particular glue that I use, you know, mm. might be different from somebody else and yeah, or, the, yeah. or uh, even change with the wood or with the temperature or the moisture okay. in the air, like all of those things factor in with each other. And just because it works for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh I wanted to just like so the elves came about like people would say well um where like a a question i would get maybe uh where do you get your veneer and then i would just say oh the elves give it to me and so it was just um you know that was sort of like who i my default like Mm. i could i could throw the the elves under the bus uh (laughs) if if i had to give somebody an an answer that they weren't going to want to (laughs) hear So um, did, did you also do that when uh, someone got a deck that, uh, or had issues with the deck? Were you also like, oh, yeah, the, the elves uh, didn't do their work properly? <laughs> no, no, that's, you know, I, that, that kind of stuff I take responsibility for. And, yeah, it's you know, true. I see in those situations, that's where I hear from the elves. That's where I get in trouble with them. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it was just like a kind of a fun way to interact with people and mm-hmm. maybe give them just a sort of an, a silly esoteric experience rather than just a typical answer. Hey, you know, I, you know, I that's none of your business or something rude or something like that. I'd, I'd rather mm-hmm. just have fun with it. And, um, and I, yeah. And, and I think it worked out. I think people would laugh and it would, it would work. So that's how the elves started. And then I was thinking, okay, I, I need to do like elves as characters. And so I just kind of made these very um, silly, simple, weird looking, they almost look like Nosferatu elves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, 
They could also be an alien, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a very like light bulb shape head. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So I, I made the, the elf and then I thought like, Oh, like he needs like, like, like maybe somebody, maybe he could like fight against or whatever, like, and, uh, a counterpart. So then I made the orc boy, the orcs and, mm -hmm. um, and it's basically the same thing. And then I thought, what else could I do? And then that's when the demon boy came and I, I did a, a split with, um, with all three of them and all of the, well, most of the pieces were like interchangeable. So, you know, the elf might have like a, a red background with the mm. natural, um, skin tone, like the maple skin tone. And, um, then the orc would be like the dyed green with the natural background and the demon boy would be um, whatever. So that's kind of how those came into being. And, and, um, and those kinds of split ply are also something they, that I associate uh, with beef pants a lot because you're, uh, you're uh, regularly doing like series of free where where mm -hmm. you basically do the same graphic three times and the offcut of one is the main part of the other and yeah so that's like when i design them i always have that in the back of my mind like i mm -hmm. want them to be like interchangeable like the first stripes yeah. um when i cut those it's, yeah and the, it's the first stripes are different... so iconic oh, thanks. yeah <laughs> yeah i think i just i think at the time like zero skateboards had like that, the stripe boards leading up to that point. It was just like black and whatever color stripes. And then I thought, no, no, if you, uh, if I know what graphic you mean, doesn't ring a bell. Zero, zero skateboards had it. Mm, yeah. It was like a small time period where they were yeah. doing stripe. Yeah. I graphic. had like a huge time where I didn't really pay attention to skateboarding. Mm -hmm. So that sure. might've been when I, was a bit out cool but um yeah and i just thought like you know like it's furry like an animal mm. and, you know i could do my own version of that uh but you know make it fur stripes and i just i love those i love the fur stripes for me personally because it's just like this weird abstract like space where i can like mess with color and just like drop in you know, different colors and see yeah, how it works with so many different colors. And yeah, that's just so much fun. I, it's like the, the, I feel like for me, the possibilities are pretty limitless and uh, it's just a fun place like to play around with color. Um, and, you know, each one has a different vibe. And so like I give them, like I'll do a colorway and then I'll think like, oh, what, what does this color combination remind me of? And then uh, that's where they'll get like weird names, you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, the names sort of relate to the colors. And I didn't know that they had uh, specific names. Yeah, the different colorways. I always try and. Come oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see, I see the uh, the people eater for a stripe, for example, and the bumblebee. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, those are older ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I scrolled for a bit again. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's so cool yeah i should revisit all those weird names i've forgotten How, do you do you ever 
uh, redo a color variant that you've done before, or is it like a one and done kind of thing? Uh, no, I I I will redo them um, if I if I like one or if mm. it, I get a lot of people who want to see something again, then mm. uh, I, you know I'll, I'll redo it. Um, I uh, yeah I, I will I'll discontinue something usually if I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's, think, that's a yeah, great policy. If, <laughs> yeah, if, if something if something bugs me or if something about it I don't care for, then I I'll just stop making it. Um, and so if if it happens to align where you know I get people who are asking for a certain graphic and I happen to really like that graphic, then I'll I'll redo it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Do so, you have a Do you have uh, a Although I will say this. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but no, with no the, worries. With with the uh, split plies, um, for those, I have a pretty strict policy of okay. uh, just one and done. Yeah, but with the regular graphics, and maybe that's what your question was, and I missed it. But with the split <laughs> plies, uh, yes, because for me, the split plies, they are you know painstakingly cut by hand, and so mm. there's a a special connection that I have with the person who fix it up because I like really spend a uh, lot of time, spent a lot of time and, and energy in, into making it. And so I want that uh, one off to sort of reflect that. Mm. Um, and that isn't always the case. Like I did like first stripes of the month. And so I would do multiples of those, or I would do just like the smoking cat logos and I would do multiples of those. But, but for the most part, uh, especially the ones with like characters, mm. uh, I, I like to just do one-offs. So if you mm. see a, a split fly, uh, it's a good chance that it's just a, a one-off or like a one of three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I, uh, when I was talking to friends, uh, like in preparation of this episode and was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm doing this episode. We were actually uh, discussing if the split lives were done by hand or by laser. And I, I was kept uh, like, I kept going back and forth. Because, uh -huh. uh, like, my, my main argument for them maybe being cut by laser was, like, you do so many. <laughs> and, and oh. like, it's been, like, you've been doing them for so long. And, mm -hmm. uh, but then I, I would sometimes see, like, the tiniest, like, like gap. Not, not really a gap, like a, yeah. you, you could just see, like, the blade went a bit that way and a uh -huh. bit this way. Like, yeah. some small imperfections. And I was, like. Maybe mm -hmm. they aren't done by hand, and I I always like kept going back and forth of my opinion. So I thought yeah. I'd just ask you. <laughs> yeah, the, it's funny because like at first I was like, man, I, I gotta clean up those little imperfections. But after a while, I think I I grew to kind of like appreciate them myself. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like maybe other people don't like that. You know, they want it perfect, but. Um, but I, I liked it, and I think that it sort of nodded to the fact that yeah, I was, I do cut everything out with an exacto knife by hand, like one hundred percent. And you know, and it's it is crazy the amount that I've done, but I've like over the years of doing it, I they just, just accumulate. Did, yeah, that and and I've developed a sort of um, method of doing it so that mm. like my, my arms and my hands don't get as tired. Yeah. Although, that, that, I, I feel like you, you have to find a way that, that it works for you. 
Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I got, I've got my own sort of method for doing it and it's not as painful as it was when I started. Um, mm. But lately I've had some like shoulder issues with my right shoulder mm. uh, and just making decks is um, slowing the healing process a little bit. And like, so split flies, like, forget it. I've been doing like a few um, for friends here and there mm. uh, because I love doing them, but uh, I've, I've got to give my arm some time to heal before I can really get back doing it. Um, and can can you ride a fingerboard or uh, does it also I can't, hurt then? Yeah, it, actually for a while I, I wasn't able to. Mm. Um, uh, but now now I can. Yeah, it's no no problem. It's barely there. Uh, That's like, good. Yeah, it's it's really it's taking a, it's taken a very long time. But yeah, I, I also have a, an arm uh, issue that's been yeah it's been over two years and I still oh. like I I will never get a function of that arm again back uh, okay. back again like it will just be busted forever. Uh, oh. So and I I'm so glad that it was my left hand on I'm right. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, because <laughs> I... in in that time I probably would have uh, gotten like really like actually depressed because like I could do nothing like those yeah. like all like because the arm was all like in, in a cast and it, like it was always getting in the way of everything. So having a hobby you could just do with one hand was really <laughs> coming in handy. <laughs> yeah i can imagine so yeah um for sure yeah it's it it was like the first like when it first happened it was so painful like i couldn't yeah, i couldn't play like video games i couldn't fingerboard mm. and i still had to make decks so it was like it was rough but yeah you know, what can you do it's life yeah but it's it's fine now it's like it's almost like i can barely feel it now so that's that's great split flies soon <laughs> yeah because uh, i i've been meaning to get uh to get a first stripe like since forever and every time oh. i check i'm always too late <laughs> or oh. or or sometimes i just don't see it in time and yeah you, you know how it is and like buying i i bought so many fingerboards from so many companies from all over just don't have time to keep up with like every every brand at every point and buy something when you mean to like it took ages for me to buy a flint and yeah like all of that like it there's always something i want to buy and we'll get there eventually yeah oh absolutely yeah uh, flint makes such beautiful yeah, and uh, and Flint, I feel like is the the only other company with like a visual identity, because uh, mm -hmm. I okay. and and I mean it's it's a very uh, you and Flint have very very different takes on graphics and uh, and on production of the graphics and stuff with for the sure screen printing and stuff. So don't want to uh, say you're doing the same as Flint, like that's not at all what I'm going oh, at. More yeah, like no, uh, that you, you're you pretty much the only two companies uh, where I feel like I can pick out a graphic of yours in a sea of like, like if I'm at Fast Fingers where I can, where I see like hundreds of decks, I can probably tell that's a Flint and that's a Beast Pants. Like, because oh, cool. they are so, they have like a cohesive, 
design uh, language and yeah 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 i definitely feel that with with flint for sure yeah there's so i don't know there's just so many cool companies out there yeah that that's true i love <laughs> yeah yeah um, how, lo how long do you usually work on let's say a graphic versus one of those more elaborate split lines like a regular graphic like uh, do you do you sketch for a while and eventually come up uh, with the graphic you want to do or do you yeah uh, what, what's your process like so uh, so whenever i do like graphics i i like to give myself the uh possibility that i could turn this at some point into a split ply or sometimes oh, okay. i'll sometimes i'll work the other way where i have a split ply and it's like okay now i i have to get yeah that one you're holding the uh yeah the, have you ever actually done the split ply of this because this, this, this would look like <clears throat> like to me it's it looks impossible to do it as a split ply i yeah it would be pretty interesting for uh, for all the listeners it's the one uh, with the eyes and the uh, cigarette uh, where it's a big head with a bunch of eyes and fur and colors and yeah yeah i just don't feel like it would have the same yeah vibe to it if i were to do it as a split and it would be pretty much a nightmare <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh I don't think I would even want, I don't think I would enjoy attempting it. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, but, um, I can understand that. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, sometimes I'll, like, I'll just have an idea and I'll be like, oh, I want to do that. And, you know, it won't work as a split ply, but it will be like a fun graphic that works in the Beast Pants um, universe. Mm. And so, um, you know, that, that, that is it's an example of that. Um, but uh, for the most part, I'm, I always have my eye on the possibility of turning it into a split ply. Um, mm. So that's why uh, a lot of my designs and characters are sort of uh, simplified and uh, bold so that I can make a fairly intricate split ply, but nothing, nothing crazy that's going to, mm. you know, no, nothing like take away the, the fun. The I one is like the, the outlier. Yeah, yeah. I like when I'm doing splits. I like to get into a zone where it's sort of like, uh, like meditative, where I'm just mm -hmm. sort of like sitting there doing it, maybe listening to music, listening to a podcast, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm just like cutting it, cutting it, <laughs> and then yeah. you know, eventually it turns into something, and and that's really enjoy. That's something I enjoy. But as soon as it gets where it's really intricate and the wood starts cracking and yeah. get into like issues like that um, because it's not, I'm not using a laser. So it, I'm pushing pressure down on the wood when I'm cutting it. And, and, and the so wood has a direction and you sometimes work against the grain and. Yep. And I, yeah. I have to factor that in whenever I'm designing something as well, because <sighs> if I'm, if I'm going to be uh, cutting it, you know, if I'm going to be doing multiples of these, um, then yeah, I don't, it's got to be, because, yeah, going across the grain, it's, uh, yeah, four times as hard as going with. Yeah, yeah I, I get the whole, uh, like, getting into the zone, because I'm, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a D&D &D nerd, and I mm -hmm. uh, paint miniatures uh, for D&D. &D. 
Oh yeah, and, I've done a little of that as well. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's also very very tiny. I mean, it's called a miniature, and a mm-hmm. fingerboard is basically a miniature skateboard. So uh, I I get the whole like as as long as you feel like you're you're like getting along uh, with your work, it it's mm-hmm. fun. Like I I can spend like I have a special desk for painting with lights and stuff. So I I sit there for like four hours and then I suddenly realize oh my back has been hurting for two but I don't really feel that while while I'm doing and then there are some times where I do something and I'm just not feeling it or I think yeah I just want to get this done with but I know mm-hmm. that it's not finished yet and that's the that's the point where I don't like doing it anymore like yeah right it's like a it's like a... I feel like that's a, a similar thing that that's happening to you Totally. I, I actually, I have uh, painted just a couple miniatures for fun and it was a very similar experience. And it is, it's like that fine line of, uh, you know, doing something that's challenge, challenging, mm-hmm. um, but also is like going smoothly. Yeah. Because uh, if it's too, too simple, like if I were just doing like yeah. straight lines down the middle of the board, uh, th- that would just get boring really fast, I feel. And just yeah, really I, I had miniatures where I had to paint a bunch of wolves and it was okay. just like brown fur. And yeah. it was like, <laughs> like I, I did spend a little time on there, but and then I just like put a bunch of dots in the in the mouth and the face and the teeth. And right. I, I was like, okay, it's done. Like, <laughs> there's not like much you can do. Like, yeah. For sure. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. So yeah, we were talking about like how how long a split light takes, uh, like rough or like the more elaborate split lights. How long do you think you sit on like let's say a set of three, since you're usually doing them in threes? Like how much work goes into that? Would you Um, guess? Yeah, it it definitely it depends on the design, Mm. but um, yeah, it's. I don't like to think about how long it takes me because it takes me so long that if I did, if I looked at those, like if I looked at the amount of time, I don't know, but. Um, yeah, and, and where to like uh, factor it into a price, you're like, yeah, this is not feasible. So I, I would say, I would say that, you know, if I'm making three, you know, I do three splits at a time typically and mm-hmm. the more elaborate ones, it would probably take me most of the day to cut it and um, get it ready for being put in the mold. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it it takes a very long time. Yeah, yeah and and I think I think that's something a lot of people don't don't think about when they uh, when they buy decks, especially if it's. Uh, mm-hmm handmade stuff uh, where uh, or i mean most finger work stuff is handmade but if it's something that takes much more effort than the usual stuff a lot of people don't see that and right. uh, like i i've seen that discussion uh, with uh uh i i'm blanking on the instagram name but uh, he does very realistic uh, obstacles and just started uh, selling that and he uh, like wheeler blah blah wheeler customs i'm sorry i'm blanking on the name but okay he, he does like very very elaborate stuff and 
someone was someone was mentioning like uh, yeah i really like your stuff it's so so much detail and stuff my only concern is the price and mm-hmm. the guy was basically like the detail is because i spend a lot of time doing that and because yeah. of that it's more expensive than just pouring a form with concrete and i feel like that's the the same uh, with with decks where just like a, a graphic and uh, on a like regular press deck that still takes time but mm-hmm. hand cutting an elaborate split ply has to be valued differently than uh, than than a graphic and you need to know that you're buying like basically art someone spent a lot of time doing and not just something that was just magically done by tiny elves yeah oh if only (laughs) um yeah totally and but i think i I don't know it's um it's a weird thing and i don't i don't get upset when people don't understand or haven't haven't um thought about that aspect of it i I just feel like they look at the end result they see this tiny little Mm. thing made of wood and you can buy it for five dollars on amazon (laughs) if they want um yeah you know why would i pay sometimes i i charge eighty dollars for uh split fly and i still feel like i it's hard to get that thought out of my head that it's you know it's so small like it's you know eighty dollars is not bad (laughs) you know i i still it just seems like it seems like a lot of money to charge for something like a fingerboard yeah but Um, when you think about the time that it actually takes it might be like even way too little like it's yeah like like judging with like any uh let's say a regular paying desk job like most people uh like if you think of the work I, I can do in my desk job in one day, mm-hmm. we charge uh, our clients like that's not what I get paid, but we charge uh, like roughly a thousand a day for my work. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's not because I mean, it's because I'm in a big company and it's like very big clients and stuff like that. And I have a right. lot of experience doing that. Like a lot of things factor in into uh, the worth of time of someone and you've been doing it for a while you know what you're doing you do something no one else does and yeah it you can't really compare that with uh someone who makes decks for like 20 bucks like those those things aren't even uh, though they might be in the same realm they Mm -hmm. are completely different in how they're made and how how much knowledge one uh, and patience one takes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I see, I see other folks who are making incredible handmade pieces and I just feel like sometimes their work is undervalued uh, Mm. because of the amount of skill and time that, that goes in. But, you know, I mean, it's sort of, you have to, I have to make that decision of like, is this like, I, I, I want to, I don't know, just fingerboarding is just so special and mm-hmm. I just love connecting with everyone. And, um, and I have my, my graphic decks that I do, my heat transfer decks, 
and um and i feel yeah, it's like a nice balance it's a nice balance for sure and so i i don't i don't mind i honestly if if i could i would just give everything away you know yeah and, yeah but that's not the world we live in unfortunately yeah, yeah. And so I, I i do my best and i really do try and price things in a way that is where i feel like i'm not like devaluing well, i think it's fair what, yeah what i think is fair exactly yeah, yeah. yeah and i uh, and uh, i mentioned a parallel uh, to flint earlier and flint basically does a similar thing where uh, the uh, where the graphics that are done by external artists are always limited and are much uh, much more expensive than the logo series he does basically on demand. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you're, uh, you know, the artist has to, they're sharing in the, exactly. in the product, making of the product. Yeah, so, yeah, that, yeah. That, that totally. Do you, totally do you have a favorite uh, split light that you've, uh, that you've done? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I, I love them all. Um, mm. I really, I really, I mean, that's a tough one, but I mean, one that always stuck out to me was, uh, the, uh, Frankenstein's monster one. I, I just think that one looked super rad. And oh, is the, it the skull? Is it the smoking yeah, skull? Yeah. The, 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 the skull with the, with the thing through the neck and the, and the cigarette. Oh. How funny yeah. that somebody recently reached out and asked if I could recreate that. <laughs> so, that's so funny. And and, and I, I think you've done like a, a basketball player that I was like really astonished by. Oh, thank you. Yeah, those were those were fun. I like those. Um, I think I think I just I love making I really like making smoking cats. Mm, um, yeah, I mean, they, they I are. Just, I, a staple it's, at this point. It's, yeah, it's, they're fun. I like, they just kind of have like a blank expression. And, um, and I just, I like, again, it's like I can just drop in different colors and it's sort of unlimited possibilities. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, it's fun. It's fun. And I love cats. So yeah, that's, same. that's always a, a good one. And then the first stripes, I always, I just love yeah. making those. Yeah, next time you make first stripes, I need to buy one. Cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I'll now uh, jump into a section that I do with uh, all of my guests that I like to call rapid fire, but uh, the reality is it it's anything but rapid. <laughs> and cool. so uh, I will uh, just go through a list of questions with you. And if you spend uh, a bit time on uh, on a few of these, that doesn't matter at all, but uh, the idea is to not spend too much on each question. Cool. So one second. OK, so what's your favorite wheel? Ooh, OK. Um... I have to say, I have, I think I have like two favorite wheels. Yeah, sure. Uh, so when I first started buying like, you know, Black River trucks and stuff like that, I, I, and everything, I, I got a set of oaks because I was intrigued by the fact that they were made out of urethane and they mm -hmm. had like squeaky, the squeaky realistic feel to them. 
and I just, I think sometimes when you're, it's like the first thing, like you just kind of get attached to it. So um, they're just, I love oaks. I just love, that was like my, mm. so I love oaks, um, but I also love uh, my, the flat face wheels. They're just yeah. so smooth and light and it just feels like, I don't know, like easy mode when I mm. use flat face wheels. I just love them. So yeah. I, I really like the um, the J formula because it's like sort of yeah. like a little yeah. bit squeaky. It's, and... it, it's like in the realm of urethane, even though it's not urethane. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those are my two favorite wheels yeah. that I, I like. Um, I'm actually doing something that I don't think I've ever done before. Okay. Uh, I have to... Uh, stop the rapid fire and ask you something else before we continue with the actual rapid fire. Cause oh, I just sure. remembered that there was like a big thing that I wanted to talk with you about. And I completely forgot. Up oh, until I, there so, is a big thing that you wanted to talk about and you forgot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to talk about the collaboration uh, you did with right. a certain skateboard brand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's definitely talk about that. And you yeah. know, um, there's also another thing that I would like to talk about that I, yeah, sure, I haven't sure. haven't had a chance to. Um, and and I, let's maybe do you can, both of those can, things. You can set me up for it, but um, I I actually had a chance, and I don't know if you know this, but I I did have a chance to uh, come to Germany. Yeah, uh, I've seen I've seen that when I del uh, delved through your Instagram. Oh, okay, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> that you bought something yeah. at the Black River store. Uh, Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just, that was an incredible experience. Um, so yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, if, if you. Yeah, sure. Let, let's, let's do this first and then we'll uh, get to the collaboration after. Okay. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So, um, I think it was maybe 2015. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I should back up a little bit. So, um, Martin and um, Andy Ehrenberger, or uh, yeah, yes, Ehrenberger, yeah. and uh, yeah. and and they came to uh, Los Angeles and they did mm -hmm. an event called Bominable, mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, it's in my backyard. I was so stoked. I went with a, a few of my team writers and other people from the California scene were there. And, um, and that was, it was really cool because, uh, I got to meet, uh, Winkler for the first time, ah, cool. uh, Mike Schneider for the first time. Um, uh, and that's where I met Nash from sorry for fingerboarding and, uh, just so many, so many folks. And, mm. um, and so, you know, we, I kept in contact with them. I was surprised that they, some of them knew who I was, um, and um, so we, we just kind of kept in contact over the years. And then I started doing events, like fingerboard events, little local events. Um, mm -hmm. My buddy Tim had a warehouse. It was a space that he and his band used for practice, yeah. but they would cool. always do like punk rock shows there. So we would have events Sounds in Black awesome. River. It was amazing. And unfortunately, they got kicked out because it was under a new uh owner Landrock, and he, yeah. he got wise to the to the space and so um yeah so 
Black River was always sponsoring those events. And I, uh, for my day job, we, they flew me out to ISPO for the trade show ah, in, cool. in Munich. Yeah. And so since I was going out there, I thought, you know, they're flying me out. I'm going to uh, take some extra time and experience parts of Germany. And um, so I reached out to, I think it was either Martin or Aaron Berger or um, Andy. I can't recall, probably Martin and um, said, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, in town and, you know, I'd love to come. I want, I'm going to go to Berlin first. I'm going to be in Munich, but then I'd like to go to Berlin and check out the shop. And so, you know, we started talking and he's like, Oh, you've got to, you got to come to Schwarzenbach and check it out. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, okay. Like, like you know, getting an invitation to like a uh, fantasy finger, land or, or yeah. dreamland. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a fingerboard Mecca of the world. And yeah. for any, and, and finger... it's not like even, even I don't really like, like even when you're in Germany, like going to Schwarzenbach isn't something you do. Like it's, it's all like, private and yeah you don't it's not public like the black river store you need to right. like talk with someone and uh yeah basically wait for someone to invite you gotcha well wow i feel very special then <laughs> but uh yeah so um so man yeah that was just just incredible so yeah the first few days i was in munich and i was just working um uh martin and Ehrenberger and Winkler. Um, yeah, that, that's why I always uh, ask which Martin yeah, and which right. Timo, because right, like right. the, the, the TKY the, or Lieben, yeah, yeah, yeah. because basically yeah. the four most important people in the fingerboard scene have two have names. Two names like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and I so uh, so both of the Martins were at ISPO. And, you know, at the end of the day, we'd hang out, have beers there, whatever. And um, then we would, uh, then after that was over, um, it was the weekend. And so uh, Martin Winkler uh, took my, my girlfriend and I uh, to Schwarzenbach. Like he was our, our guide. He was like uh, Gandalf and I was just like this wide-eyed <laughs> hobbit. Like, oh my God, <laughs> Martin Winkler is with me here in, in Munich and we're taking a train to Schwarzenbach and we're going to see Amsteig. And so uh, it was so very exciting and they were all, they're just, just so cool. And yeah. Uh, and, and the Steig is a special place. Oh, so special. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And you just, you, we pulled up on the train and it's like right there and yeah. it's just incredible. And like, you see the photos of it. So you instantly recognize it. Yeah, and, uh, and and also like even if even if you didn't know, uh, like if even if you didn't know what a steig lo looks like, mm -hmm. like it just sticks out like so much in Schwarzenbach with all graffiti. Like because Schwarzenbach is like a typical German town. Like when I walk for, uh, like I walked with Timo Lieben uh, to the location of the last uh, Fast Fingers. Like we, mm -hmm. like we both went like much earlier than anyone else. So we walked like together for like 20 minutes or something. And when I walked through the town with him, I, like I felt like this could have been like, this could have been where I grew up. Like it looked okay. identical, like very, very tiny, like 
very German traditional houses and some very old houses, some newer houses, and like like it just had that vibe. And then you have yeah. the Steig, which is covered in graffiti and has like a, a hangout spot, like the garden with like it, it all looks like so different than anything else in Schwarzenbach. Yeah, it's it's just it, it is. It's amazing because you have yeah, just an unassuming little town and then mm. suddenly you have like you know Amsteig. they I went to a gentleman's house and I I can't recall their name but um that's where there was that uh you'll know as soon as I tell you this. It's that huge granite park it's like carved out of granite and covered yeah, in moss yes okay yes i i never had i don't i'm i think i wrote it once but i'm not 100 percent sure i think they once brought it to a uh, to the fast fingers location but oh i definitely definitely seen it in uh, i think it was in pissing fingers too where okay. uh, elias and uh boris Dicci wrote it and uh because i always remember that boris Dicci did uh I think, uh, yeah, it was Pissingians 1. And Boris Dicci did a switch heel frontside no slide on a 26 millimeter tech deck with skate grip in like 2004 or whatever it was. Like something I haven't done today with. Yeah, like, oh, and yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's insane. That's always what I think of when I, when I hear that part or. Okay. Yeah. So it it was covered in snow because it was this was January when we were there, mm. um, so it was covered in snow. So I kind of just got to such little portions of it. It's mm. fine, but it was just cool to see it. And yeah. yeah, there was that. And then to actually go to like, and then uh, we we ended up staying at uh, Martin and Denise's house. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it was so nice. They were so generous and 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 cool. And uh, we stayed there, and um, uh, yeah, I, I got to first. Well, the first stop was was Amsteig, and it was freezing cold, and everybody was like huddled in the kitchen, and uh, but I still wanted to skate that, you know, that they have like the sort of like a pump track. It's like a snake. Uh, yeah, the the snake run. Yeah, snake run, right? Yeah, that goes like uh, through the whole living room, or yeah, the, yeah. the old because. Uh, for every, I assume most people know, but uh, Amsteig uh, used to be a, a, a restaurant or a like a bed more, and breakfast more, or something. Yeah, yeah, like a like a very like I've seen those places in the town I grew up. Like it's a very like I would never step into a place like that in the town because they are usually like only like like sixty year old men who's who've been living in that uh, village for like fifty years sit there and smoke and it's not like the the place you go to hang out with uh hang out at if you're like 20 or something like that gotcha yeah that's cool well they and they definitely the, the old that. like bar room <laughs> that's where they built the snake yeah. room yeah i remember that that was so fun it was my hands were so numb and cold but i still got to shred a little bit and it was fun and um yeah, we stayed there, and then then we went uh, and we we got a hotel in Berlin, and I went to uh, at the time it was the Black River store before, yeah, um, yeah, and so um, 
and that was just incredible. And I, I you know, I got to meet um, Timo Kranz and TKY, and he's, yeah, I just, that was really cool. He was like, I think somebody I was really looking forward to meeting. I just really liked his style a mm. lot, and especially like his outdoor footage. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, really... I think he he got probably influenced by the same skateboarding that you you were influenced by because he was always a huge like skate rat and a skate nerd and yeah so he for him it's always been the like skateboarding has been such a big part of fingerboarding for him and the whole mm -hmm. he's been in the fingerboard uh, in the skateboard culture for so many years as well so i i feel like they're that shows in in how he writes yeah yeah okay that yeah that must be it and he does like a thing like where his pinky's kind of up yeah yeah and and i naturally do the that TK as white well. special we call it oh really okay yeah. well yeah i kind of do i think i have a tendency of doing that as well just sort of like naturally mm -hmm. and so i feel like we're connected in that way <laughs> so it was very cool meeting him and yeah so yeah, I got to hit up all those very cool spots and yeah, that, and that, the headquarters in Schwarzenbach, I don't think I really talked about that, but mm -hmm. just how amazing all just to go in that warehouse and see just all of those parks, all the history, like all the history. Yeah, just it was incredible. It was really just what an experience like, yeah, uh, I want to go back. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so that was that was special, visiting um, uh, those those spots. So it's, it's very cool. Um, yeah, so that's my uh, trip to Germany experience. That thanks to fingerboarding, I was able to have just mm. probably one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah, yeah. like tra traveling for fingerboarding, it's like it feels so different. Like when when I travel to uh, uh, to Porto to the uh, uh, Pateo mm, at uh, right. Oak uh, or yeah at, at Porto like that trip still is my favorite fingerboard thing I ever done like it was so much fun like actually like traveling a long distance just for fingerboarding and hanging out there with people from all over the world and like meeting yeah it, it's it just felt really different than just driving to uh, to a contest. Like, yeah, don't know why, but it, like the whole event was special, and the whole, like, yeah. So I, yeah. I think I I get that vibe. Yeah, it is. It it really is. Like I went to um, I I went to uh, rendezvous. I think it was rendezvous eighteen, mm -hmm. and uh, me and a few of the East Pants team riders, we flew out there. And, you know, the U.S. is so huge yeah. um, that, you know, it feels like you're going, like Boston is like a, or we flew into Boston and it's like a different country. Yeah, it's basically in, like, like all the, like literally across. Uh, like... Yeah. And, you know, staying at Mike's and just the community, like that whole experience is very, I don't know, it's, it's really neat. It's neat that you can go someplace very far still feel very much at home because everybody shares 
a passion for something very common. It's on my bucket list for sure. Oh, yeah, it's great. It was, I, I got to do it again. I just, yeah, yeah. time, money, everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. Yes, yeah, so, uh, let's talk about the other uh, very cool thing, uh, the collaboration right. that you did. Yeah, um, that that was amazing. So that's a that's actually really interesting and fun. Well, maybe I don't know if it's interesting. It's interesting to me, <laughs> the way that it happened. But um, so I was doing beast pants, and I was hanging out at my girlfriend's family's for a family get together. And her cousin, who's much younger than me, was skateboarding. And um, I was, you know, he's he's into skateboarding. So I was like, oh, hey, check out what I do. And I was showing him my Instagram. And um, he looked at my some of my little characters and the colors and everything like that. And he's like, hey, have, have you ever heard of a company called Welcome Skateboards? And uh, at the time, I, like, they were just completely off my radar. And I think they mm -hmm. were still at that point very underground um yeah and there are also so many skateboard companies like yes yeah yeah and they, i don't think they uh, they were like on the verge of emerging and becoming what they are now mm -hmm. um and so uh he pointed that out and i was just like blown away and i hadn't been skateboarding for a while because you know it, you get older and it, you just yeah. don't recover like you used to. And yeah. so, um, I mean, the the accident I mentioned earlier was when uh, when I tried to get into skateboarding after 15 years of break, and oh, yeah. uh, in in the like third or fourth session, I fell. And back in the day, I would have just had a bruise from that fall because I knew how to fall and was much younger. And yep. now, two years later, I'm still lodging that broken arm around <laughs> yeah that's incredible i don't know how some of these folks do it <laughs> yeah like so, some kids like throw themselves off the biggest stair set tumble mm -hmm. a bit and go up again without hurting a bit or the, yeah. the even even the very hard accident that lizia manto had uh, recently right. on the mega yes. ramp like like half a year oh. later she's qualifying for the olympics like Unbelievable. How, like anyone else would have broken everything and probably didn't even get up from that. Like, like yeah. when some of these skateboarders just can take a beating. Yeah, and I used to be able to just fine. Yeah, me too. Now, now forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so. I still stay connected with my love for skateboarding through fingerboarding. Mm. And I think that that's same. Yeah. That that's, that's a beautiful thing about that. And so back to the uh, welcome thing. Mm -hmm. So the very next day or that following Monday I went into work and I was working with my friend, Tim, um, who was the one who was running that uh, warehouse. And uh, he used to skate for the skate shop that I worked in when I was younger. So we've known each other for a, lot, a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, just kind of first sort of like as acquaintances, but now we're, we're tight, like super good friends. Yeah. He's, he's a good dude. Um, so uh, I, I went back to the office and I was like, Tim, I got to show you something. And I showed him Welcome Skateboards 
and like that day we we both we bought decks and we both like started skating again uh for a while <laughs> so i fell really hard and you know but um yeah so it was so cool like it was just it was very like it like it was just amazing like i found a brand that really spoke to me the graphics were mm. cool the shapes were like kind of like a throwback to like the 90s but sort of like updated and with the current molds that the people are using now and so it was just very cool and uh you know they i bought the board i skated it and we went to a, a trade show in long beach and welcome had a booth there and well on our lunch break tim and i both walked over and it, it was like early days and he just had like uh it was in a 10 by 10 space uh, he had a table he had i believe he just had like maybe six decks like on a like a rope or string or something kind of in the mm. back something they were yeah. just kind of like hanging there some of these trade shows they have like very elaborate booths but mm. it was just it was him and his awesome boards and he had like his sketchbook and uh with all of his drawings and so we we just went up and uh, I asked him about the sketchbook and he showed it to us and we were like looking at all his drawings and he's just very cool, very nice guy. And uh, he, I had my fingerboard in my shirt pocket and he's like, Hey, I, I like your tech deck. And I was like, Oh uh, yeah. And it turns out that I didn't know this at the time, but he's, he's a very avid tech deck collector. He said he had, oh. I haven't seen it yet, but he says that he has a huge collection of tech decks so um cool. it was pretty awesome so that kind of got his attention and then i i posted on instagram about him tagged him and we kind of had a, like a little conversation after that and then i don't know how much time passed but uh tim uh just really really fell in love with welcome and so on a whim he sent them an email and asked if they needed a salesperson and so he went and interviewed and it was just such a good fit and long story short he started working at welcome he's like the first like sales manager sales cool sales person so he, he started working at welcome which was so awesome mm -hmm. and uh and then i started and around that time i started doing more events uh the little events and um he and welcome started sponsoring so they they started giving decks and shirts and stuff like that to give out cool. as prizes super cool and um and so and then i think uh jason from welcome he bought i think he bought like some obstacles off of me um and so we just kind of kept in touch and then through tim like we knew each other i went to the like video premiere and um and so we, we remained friendly and and then uh the late oh let's see i guess it might have been like early 2000 um tim hit me up and was like hey would you be interested in doing a collab and when I when like, i did i didn't get the date oh uh this was a, about uh early 2000 2000 2000 2020 okay. <laughs> it makes yeah. makes much more sense because uh, yeah. the first time you that also said was. 2000 and i was like 
<laughs> no. That first yeah, thing's off the timeline. Me and Welcome were way ahead of our time. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, it's 2020 uh, early, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's let's do it. I've got, I've already have like, yes. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was great. And so then I hit up Scott from um, Dynamic, and he was able to um, hook up the wheels and the trucks for mm. everything. And cool. yeah, and, and it just happened. And they were so cool and so easy to work with. And uh, it was such a fun project to take, you know, their some of their really unique shapes and like recreate it as a functional fingerboard. It was really a fun experience. Cool. And, how, uh, how many different graphics did you do? We did two graphics. Uh, we did the two, sloth and which the, one was the other? The sloth and the gateway. It's the one with the, it's like a spider hand. And um, need to yeah. need to take a look. <laughs> yeah, that one's it's a spider and a hand, and there's like a little key. Yeah, I need to scroll for your Instagram for a bit to find it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. So that was that was fun. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how that. Uh, happened that's, that's super cool because yeah. like when because i i really like when when fingerboarding crosses over to skateboarding because mm -hmm. uh, like so many of us are fans of skateboarding and will like uh do like graphics for themselves of their favorite skateboard or yeah something like that but to actually have like some like basically a licensed deal with a company and doing like <laughs> official graphics it's just so so rad like oh, yeah it was yeah. like a dream it was just really amazing was there, yeah. was there ever talks about uh maybe doing it the other way around like uh doing a one of yours on a welcome day on a, or like on a no i i no we i haven't even thought about that i i don't know if it would I don't know fit. if it would work the same way. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be great. And I, I have thought about like, you know, putting graphics on, on actual skateboards, mm. you know, it's definitely a thought and it would be something that I think but, would be super fun, but I just, I don't know. It hasn't materialized yet. Right. Not yet. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think now we uh, try again to go into the rapid fire. Okay. So yeah, we uh, we had the wheel question. So right now the next question is, uh, what's your de favorite deck and shape? Oh, uh, that's easy. Uh, Feral thirty three millimeters. And what's your favorite trick on flat? <sighs> wow. Uh, you know, I ha I have to say like like tray flip, just feel like I can see it from like a good angle when I'm doing it and mm -hmm. it just it feels nice like I was yeah. never like the best at doing tray flips when I skated mm -hmm. I'd always felt like kind of awkward for me uh so I didn't even to... land one like I, I think I landed maybe a couple of area flips in my life but never a tray <laughs> okay yeah there yeah so 
um, it feels good to be able to have them unlock on a fingerboard, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's fun. Like it's a full yeah, it's, trick. It, it's fun. Yeah. 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 So I, I love that. I, I mean, yeah, I'd say that's probably. And uh, what's your favorite trick on an obstacle? Uh, okay. So, okay. So frontside flip switch Smith. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and, that's and a if nice I can, one. and if I can manage it, then a switch frontside flip out. Yeah. That's that, a really cool that, trick, but really hard. I just, I love that. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, I love, I like frontside flipping as well on the fingerboard. Yeah. yeah um, I, I like, like frontside flips, which five O is also a really uh, nice yeah. feeling trick. Oh yeah, totally. If you get it like right. Yeah. Yeah. Right in that little pocket. Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, the next one will probably throw you off a bit and it's uh, designed that way. Uh, what's your favorite uh, song right now? Oh, okay. Man, I'm horrible with song names. Uh, I, okay, how about... I? Okay, so during COVID, I have been uh, feeling a bit nostalgic and revisiting some of the old uh like pop punk bands that i used to listen mm -hmm. to in, in high school uh and one of those bands that's just been an absolute favorite of mine is uh propaganda uh, out, that one out, out of even Canada. though that's a genre i i used to listen to quite a lot of myself propaganda is i love them and uh so i think And I would say that probably my favorite propaganda song, and don't quote me on this, but I think it's called Anti-Manifesto. Mm -hmm. But so yeah, we'll, we'll go with Anti-Manifesto. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I love, I love music. I love uh, all, all kinds of music. I, I can, in every genre, I've found something that I enjoy. Um, but mm -hmm. I think that, 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 uh, you know, 90s pop punk era was sort of like that time in my life where I was like going to shows and you mm. know, that kind of stuff. So I think that yeah. while I I feel like I left it behind for some years, like coming back and revisiting it, uh, some of it's a bit cringy, but um, mm. some of it's like really good, really really good. And yeah, so yeah, that's my very long answer for the record player. <laughs> No worries. Not a very difficult question. Hopefully, that's the hardest question. <laughs> no yeah, I, I, uh, I really enjoy Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and uh, half of that soundtrack is like that era pop punk, and oh yeah, it, like it's one of one of the few games where I actually leave the in-game music on, and I, I have the the soundtrack as a Spotify playlist, and yeah, it's oh, that's cool. I bet that would be fun. I need it. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, and For like sure. I, I discovered Goldfinger through them, and yeah, yeah Goldfinger. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been to so, Goldfinger shows. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't. So but... funny. So funny. Yeah. So uh, funny. Do you prefer outdoor or indoor fingerboarding? That's a good question. Um, I would have to say that I fingerboard indoor, mostly sitting at my desk. Mm. So. I, I would have to say indoor fingerboarding personally, but 
I think watching outdoor fingerboarding is so much more fun yeah. because you, it's like skateboarding. You take something out there that was meant for something else and you're completely yeah. changing it. And uh, I think that's Absolutely. why I, I like, I like outdoor spots. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite obstacle? That's a good one. No. <laughs> that, that, no that's no. also uh, a very fine answer. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think I think I just I like a ledge. I like a ledge that I could also manual on as well. Yeah. So something like like a loaf type of mm. obstacle. Yeah, I still guess... haven't found a perfect ledge for me. Like, I have so many, and every time I'm like, no, this is too wide, this is not wide enough, this is too low, this is too high, this is not long enough. I found the perfect <laughs> obstacle for me at uh, a store called Anthropology. I don't know, do you have those? No, in Berlin? I don't think so. Okay, it's a, it's a clothing store uh, and housewares, um, and... Um, you know, not a place where you would normally find fingerboard merchandise. Mm. And um, they had this, like, it was like a cutting board and it was like wood on the bottom. And so it was like a dark wood, like a mm. two-tone. And then the top was uh, granite. So it's a gray oh. granite slab. And nice. it's maybe about an inch and a half high. Oh, yeah. That's a nice height. It's, yeah. And so it's a good little, yeah, there it is. That's That's my favorite. Nice little obstacle that I have. Uh, speaking of uh, granite, uh, concrete, wood, or granite? Uh, hmm. Or I granite would say, slash marble? Yeah, I would say granite, marble, if you can get it, for sure, that's the best. Mm. Just get the best yeah. pop pop of it, I feel. It just feels nice. Uh, but then concrete is good, too. And, like, yeah. you know, nothing like shredding on, like, a, you know, wooden like mini yeah. or, or yeah, like I, one of the one of the black river parks yeah it's a tough one too but granite i think is like yeah. it's just the most rewarding i feel yeah, yeah I, I, like, I've, i've been also really getting into uh, granite and concrete because uh, i redid my park recently or i'm still working on it and probably will for quite a while and i awesome. I added uh, or I uh, bought some granite tiles for the actual floor of the park and I've been really enjoying them. That's awesome. Um, Nolly switch, regular or fake? What's your go-to or your favorite? or? Probably probably just regular and then maybe Nolly second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me it's the other way around. Like I, okay. I gotten so used to Nolly. Like the, the first trick I do when I grab a fingerboard is usually Nolly flip and then probably okay. a tray flip. Like, yeah. Gotcha. Um, do you yeah, have that's... hobbies? Uh, yeah, so, sorry. Oh, no. Uh, it's funny because I was just going to say that I think it's the opposite. Like I'll do a tray flip and then I'll do a Nolly flip. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like my, it's like my first line. I pick up the board. And then, nice. yeah. So, so we're similar, but not quite the same. Maybe yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, do you have fun. hobbies outside of fingerboarding? I mean, I already uh, know some. Sure, yeah. So uh, I started playing fairly recently, playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons with my cousins. And, um, and that's just been super fun. 
and then uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I dabble. I play video games sometimes, um, but very, very casually. Mm, yeah, and I also play super casually. Yeah, and you know, I used to like going to concerts and stuff, but I don't know how I feel about that nowadays. Yeah, same. Eventually, like, but, I, I, um, I have so many tickets uh, in, in my drawer that were supposed to happen in 2020. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hope all of those will happen. Yeah, man. I, uh, I really, I can't wait to get out there and start doing that stuff again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the next one will probably uh, be, a, be a bit hard. Um, uh, what's your favorite fingerboard video, if you have one? Yeah, okay. Well, that's hard. I mean, there's just so much good stuff out yeah. there, and I can't really remember what they were yeah. called and stuff. But, yeah, I, yeah, I always I, go I, back to the default. Pissing fingers? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's where uh, it started, basically. Like sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I, I, I can. There. So, "Fingers of Fury" by Four One One Video yep. Magazine. I, yeah. I have the VHS of that still. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's fun. I used um, to so have that's... the VHS of "Pissing Fingers" one, but yeah, it got lost. Oh wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I have the um, Martin gave me all the the DVDs, but they aren't formatted for they for, were formatted uh, for the US. Yeah, damn. So, I mean, they're them. all online now, so right. Yeah. It's but, just yeah. it's still nice to have them. Though. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's a tough one, and I'm sorry, I kind of didn't really answer that. No, but well. Figures of Fury is it's a good shout out. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, if you could get one Black River Park, which one w could would it be? And you can just describe it, since a lot of us aren't too well versed with the numbers. Yeah, well, so the the G nine has a very special. That's place. the one with the wobble, right? Uh, or is that the yes. G eight? I think. Yeah. I'm, oh, I, I think always... that's the G eight. Yeah, I think that's the G eight. Which also is very special. Both of those yeah. ramps. Uh, are here in Southern California. Oh, cool. The G9 was here originally. Which one, is, it, which one is that? Uh, if you I could roughly at, describe it. I have to kind of look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I hope that Black River will someday do like a poster where they put all the different Gs on there with names. Because, uh, yeah, I... For this question, I always think, yeah, I would need like a, an overview with like G1, G2, G15. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the, the one with the little um, like lumps, that's, I believe that's the G8. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, the G9 has got like a kinked ledge and like an embankment. And it's got the, obviously, it's got the skull and crossbones in the middle. Mm. It's like a double set. Another bankment on the other side. 
Um, you have a thing. I know which one you mean. It's made out of wood. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, so, yeah, I think I have have the image in front of me. Yeah, I I yeah. Um, I love that because it was abominable, and somebody put uh, these pants stickers like in the eyeballs of the. <laughs> So there was like a yellow one and an orange, like the Beast Pants logo in the eyeballs. Nice. I think it was Nash that did that from Sorry for Fingerboarding. <laughs> yeah. And they just left it. And so for years that was there. And then eventually from all the dirt and everything, they took off the stickers and like refinished it. But the those those images were still kind of left in there. But <laughs> but yeah, that was always at a Beast Pants event. It's always at the Sorry the sorry for fingerboarding events uh so nice. it's kind of like the heart uh, mm. of the california fingerboard scene yeah from, yeah you know, i think sim similar with the g8 in uh in berlin like that one used to be there for ages now the g14 is i think the the main black river park at Aussie, and yeah it's the the heart of the store or one one of those right um do you, in general, uh, prefer flat ground with an obstacle or a park? <sighs> if both have their, uh, their pros I, and cons. You know, if I could just sesh a park all day, I would do that. I just, you know, in LA, I just have a, a my apartment, so I, yeah. space is, a, is an issue. So, you know, I have my obstacles on my desk and yeah. so I would have to go with desk or like flat yeah. surface with an obstacle. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing like doing lines and going around and mm. yeah, that, that is, can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also like having, because it, it harkens back a bit to skateboarding for me, having a spot that you just have to figure out, like you can't just switch everything around. It's just like that's the spot and you have to make it work and yeah. find what works for that spot, which is a bit ironic of me saying that because the whole point of my park is you can switch everything around, but because oh, okay. it's like it's fully modular. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Because I, uh, for Dungeons and Dragons, I uh, do a lot of modular terrain. So I work a lot with foam and I have like all like a foam cutter and everything. And so I was like, I could do something with that for fingerboarding. And then the whole idea started to do the same modular idea, just bigger. And yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I can I can show you some images later. That that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um heel flip or kickflip? Kickflip comes easier, but a nice heel flip feels great. So I'll, I'll go mm -hmm. with kickflip. Do you have a favorite fingerboarder? Uh, everyone on the Beast Pants team. I love them equally. <laughs> uh, speaking yeah. of them, who uh, who do you have on the Beast Pants team? I know a few, uh, but I yeah. It, it, it's it's quite a it's quite a few, and over the years, um, yeah, I love I love my my team. They're all just every one of them is a wonderful person. Um, so I guess I'll, I, I guess I'll go in order of, mm -hmm. of how, when they came on. So for the very first team writer, he's actually, 
the first person who uh, traded me for a fingerboard, and that's Darian. Uh, his Instagram. I'm just gonna. I'll. I'll. So for listeners, I think it would be easier maybe if I just give their Instagram handles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, so that there's dairy. That's Art Kebab. Um, ah, yeah. Beast Pants that. Trevor, which is Trevor. Mm-hmm. Um, Beast Pants Invictus. Uh, underscore. Fuck JP. It's James. <laughs> uh, and then there's Cast.fb. Um, Mr. Bali Trucks. Yeah, he he's insane. Ugh, he's a machine. Like that one. I I I will uh, tell my story a bit later about him. Oh, okay. <laughs> finish finish your thing. Yeah, and then there's uh, Beast Pants Bode, um, uh, T- Tommaso uh, BS, mm-hmm. uh, Pizza Slice dot FB, and um, yeah, they're all just great. So talented, so cool. All of them. It's like family. Nice. Yeah. The, uh, with uh, I, I can never say his name. I know how it's spelled, but I can't pronounce it. Uh, the Mr. Yeah. Mr. Boy tracks. Um, I, I just call him that way. Um, yeah. Uh, we call him was, G. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I heard heard that a lot as well. Um. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were at the uh, Azibolan shop before the last Fast Fingers, and uh, they there were like probably four or five Italians playing a game of skate, and yeah, was like going around the shop, like talking with as many people as I could, and riding with people I never ridden with before, and yeah, I saw them at the game of skate table and was like, yeah, I'll join in, and was like, yeah kind of join in the next game they were like yeah for sure and they were just like in the in the later stages of a game and it was uh Tommaso versus G and yeah and G just goes like I don't know like Nolly double heel does it first try Tommaso does it first try then yeah (laughs) maybe like a switch backside double heel I think it was and yeah, so, something along those lines and did it as well first try. And I, I think you yeah. both did it. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I will join in the next game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds about right. They, they, those two are just incredible. Like they yeah. can like on the spot, just really yeah. do. Like everybody's, everybody's talented in their own way. But uh, those two, like when it, they're just like machines when it comes to like competition. Yeah. And like competing and they're able to yeah, just and, be I consistent. Mean, and... and one of them is the previous uh, Fast Fingers champion and the other one uh, got like sixth, I think, in the last Fast Fingers. So yeah, they're both quite a- accomplished. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Yeah. Um, do you prefer to buy ramps or to uh, or do you DIY at all when it comes to ramps or do you stick to boards? I I really like the process of making decks just mm-hmm. start to finish, you know, just from dyeing the veneer to all the different colors like all of that. It's just really I enjoy the whole process and I I have made obstacles in the past. Uh, concrete obstacles. I sculpted them out of clay, and then I made molds, and then I cast them in concrete. Mm-hmm. 
and um, and they were really fun. You know, they're kind of part of like the Beast Pants universe. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I tried to make them that way, and nice. uh, but I it's just that I don't enjoy the process as much. Uh, but mm. I I still get people who kind of hit me up for them, and I've just been lagging because yeah. I have a tendency to want to do the things I like. Yeah, and <laughs> that's totally fine. I I, yeah, I happen but, to really enjoy the process of like creating molds and then drawing yeah. them. But it it is like the whole dust from the con like it gets everywhere. Like yes. even, even when I like I have a shop apron and. Uh -huh. my dust mask and even still like i'm i'm always dirty my fingers dry out instantly once i touch concrete and like yeah. so i i can get why why it's not appealing <laughs> or yeah, why it's the, not fun oh totally like there are aspects that i absolutely love like i, I love sculpting i i love the mold making process that's awesome. fun um and uh yeah it's just the pouring of the concrete and mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Um what's your favorite food? Pizza. Or Indian food. B both are very delicious. Yeah, but I think pizza is just yeah. Yeah. I'll go with pizza. Um uh, who's your favorite skateboarder? Oh, that's a hard one. Oh, okay. So I think I, I think I'd have to go by, I think I'd have to go maybe by decade. <laughs> so yeah, sure. I think it. So in the eighties, because like you know, I like in the eighties. I think like the later eighties, I really liked uh, Nautis. Nautis Coppice, uh, yeah. Nautis Coppice. He, I think he ollied over a cow when I was and I, when I was a little kid, and I I heard that story, and I just like. <laughs> stuck with me so i would always buy Nada's shirts and i got in trouble because his name backwards is satan so i there were like members of my family that, <laughs> I, that got never, upset. I never thought of that uh, yeah it was i was like maybe 10 years never, old never, never came to me and i don't think it came to my parents when they bought me the shirt either and uh i was maybe 10 years old or so and i was at a christmas party wearing my Nada shirt my grandfather's just pointed it out and then it was like a deal and somebody like wrote a letter to my dad and was Ooh. like i'll buy him a new shirt or like whatever it was so silly but um yeah so not us in the 80s the 90s i have to say uh tom penny um, oh yeah yeah just incredible uh just had amazing style those front side flips were just like big lofty and you catch them perfectly mm -hmm. and uh early 2000s andrew reynolds like, mm -hmm. he was really i would say 2010s that's a bit tricky i think i think mark johnson's part in pretty sweet really mm -hmm. stood out to me i felt like that was quite an accomplishment um and i kind of like liked him like his he's very talented so Mark Johnson's up there. And now I would have to say Nora. Um, I love the vibe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think that she's just fantastic. So talented. Yeah. And she, and just, she seems I really super enjoy. Chill. Yeah. She, yeah, she does. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I would have to say Nora is, 
I just really enjoy watching her skateboarding. Nice. Those yeah. are very, very cool answers. Um, <laughs> loose, tight, or medium trucks? Uh, I would have to say medium, leaning towards tight. Like, mm -hmm. I, I like to, like, if I get into, like, a Smith, I want to get, like, a little bit of wheel bite, but I don't want my trucks to be, like, like clacking around. Mm. And I definitely don't, like like super tight trucks. Like I went, I remember when I was at the uh, Black River store, uh, I met Ramon there for the first time. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, oh, your trucks are kind of loose. And I tried his deck and I don't know how he rides it now, but at the time it was just... Yeah, like, now now I think he's on a... Like, I, I think he actually rides relatively similar to me when it comes to the stiffness of the trucks. I think it's more like a... Like a tight... Uh, like a like a tighter loose truck like it's it's still loose mm -hmm. but uh it doesn't rattle around and okay yeah it it, it bounces back a bit but not like uh, where like, where i would say medium truck bounces back immediately it's a bit more bit flex bit more flexible so you're like medium loose and i yeah. probably am like medium stiff probably. yeah yeah i used to ride re really tight trucks as well But yeah, I'm, I'm now like, like if I if I, if I put my thumb on my truck, I can like wiggle them around quite easily without putting pressure on the sides. Like just like uh, all the wheels touch and everything. But it's not like when I shake the deck, it doesn't rattle. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, what was your last personal NBD? So the last trick you did, you never done before. So um, I have always felt that switch heels uh, were the most uncomfortable and unpleasant yes. thing that I could do <laughs> yes. with myself. Uh, but recently, and I don't know what it was, I kind of have sort of been able to land them. Mm -hmm. uh, not super consistently, but you know, I, after I get warmed up a bit, I, I can get them. And so I had a little, uh, little parking block level up, a level, sorry, level ledges, mm -hmm. um, parking block. And it was just a very simple five Oh switch heel flip out. And it was just so perfect. Like it, it just popped and it landed directly in line with the with the uh, obstacle and mm -hmm. not like too far away felt very yeah. controlled and that I'd nice. never done one so successfully. And I, that stands out in my head as nice. very, just not the craziest trick, but it was an NBD that I'm mm -hmm. happy, happy with. I actually yeah, got to film it. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm still chasing my last personal NBD because I'm, I'm currently filming for a new part and I take ages with a part like, This one will probably be in the works for more than half a year until I release okay. it. Like, yeah, more along the lines of a skateboard part with the amount of time I need. Um, nice. Yeah, and I, I filmed the switch heel fiver, which was the first time I did a switch heel into a grind. And I filmed it three times now. And every time the camera angle sucked. Like, Ugh. like either, like one time there was like a tiny, like, 
edge of another obstacle that was in the view of the camera and it's exactly the the moment where it touched where land the grind like exactly the the most important po uh, point you don't see in the clip and yeah so oh. that that's the nbd i'm still chasing even though i have <laughs> done it already but not to my liking on film gotcha yeah um like do, do you have one or multiple setups uh right now i've got uh like a 32 so no it's like a 30 yeah it's a 33 feral Mm -hmm. that that's like my main and then i've got a, a 29 rabbit which um, one uh, which ones are they because i i always get mi mixed up with the names of the shapes oh sure so uh domesticated which that's the one that i sent you i believe ah, yeah yeah the, the uh, low one yeah yeah that was my first uh metal mold that mm -hmm. was modeled after my uh specifications my, yeah after my bondo oh mold. wow okay <laughs> and um i mean not quite but it's like an improved version of that mm -hmm. and then uh so that was my first shape was the domesticated and then was the feral which is uh my favorite shape and it's to me i find it very similar to like the berlin wood wide low mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah, yeah so that's yeah, like get that. a, it's like a medium lowish shape and then um then there's the rabbit and that's higher concave and slightly mm -hmm. higher kicks than the feral so yeah mm. um yeah so the my other one is the 29 millimeter uh which oh, is yeah. fun too yeah and i got oaks on it and uh dynamic trucks nice and it's fun nice um What's your most hated trick in a game of skate? Maybe except for a nolly switch heel, because everyone hates that. And same with inward heel. <laughs> sure. Except for those uh, those four tricks. <laughs> I mean, I kind of hate like sometimes this may not be allowed in certain games, but like um, uh, I, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Boneless grabs. No. Fast plans, late flips. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, late flips, absolutely. But yeah, that would be terrible. I would not be able to do that. Yeah, I can only do a nolly, uh, like back foot late flip. Because, yeah. But sure. That's I, the I only one it. I can do. I think, like, I, uh, like, I could do it over time. I, my hands are yeah. like, slow methodical like they're mm. good for split plies they're not good for <laughs> fingerboard comp competition <laughs> so so I, like the, i can do tricks uh if i give myself some time but um yeah I, consistency can be an issue for me sometimes i mean I'm that's okay why i take like half a year to film apart so <laughs> yeah yeah i would, would do the same um uh, plastic or urethane wheels? I would say urethane. What's your favorite beverage? Coffee is essential, but mm -hmm. beer is also good. Yeah, both very good choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I could, I could, I would have a hard time 
you know that morning ritual of just having coffee is just yeah so good. I, I think i think coffee is more essential like, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah like I, nice. I, I can go a while without beer but especially when i'm working i need my coffee in the morning like when i'm not oh, yeah. working i'm fine without a coffee but yeah yeah uh sometimes beer will give me a headache you know if you mm -hmm. consume enough of it and but no yeah. coffee will give me a headache so coffee <laughs> I, I gotta do it um cats or dogs cats although i answered that very quickly um so you would think that i hate dogs or something like that but i i love dogs i i, I love animals um mm. i grew up with both cats and dogs uh but i i love my cats so i'm gonna go with cats um 32 33 or 34 millimeter what's your go-to uh i switch but i would say 33 is yeah, it's is, also my go-to feels most comfortable for me yeah like 33.3 is my my sweet spot nice yeah um do you have any sponsors and do you have any dream sponsors no no i i, I don't I, oh i'm not sponsored and i don't know if i would want to be mm -hmm. sponsored yeah, yeah that's i don't think yeah that's not yeah i wouldn't want to be sponsored no that, that's yeah. also fine um uh what's your favorite instagram follow so an account that you like seeing new content of the most could be anything sure oh gosh that's a tough one um i like you know i i really like annie yan's instagram mm. I think that she is really just everything she puts out is quality. It's good. And I yeah. like that. I just like her vibe, you know, I, I really like, I just like how she presents herself and, mm -hmm. you know, how she interacts with other folks in the scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's, it, it, that's almost an impossible question. And, but her account uh, came, came to mind. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that she did the the Femblance video project and that I got to be a part of that. So yeah, I That's awesome. That, that is awesome. As well. Yeah, see it's just yeah, that I, I love that. I love see. Yeah, what mm. she does is is awesome. And yeah. uh the very last question, which will uh most likely also be the last question of the uh of the interview. Okay. Um, what's your favorite overall company in fingerboarding? Um, Black River, I I think. Um, yeah, I know Black River. Yeah, they for sure. they've done but, so much. Like fingerboarding think, wouldn't be the same without Black River. Oh no, absolutely not. And you know, for what they've done personally for me and like the California scene with all the, mm. you know, they're so generous and. Um, and just that the the way they're doing it, the community that surrounds them. So it's kind of weird because when I say Black River, it's almost synonymous with like the German scene, and I don't think know if that's the right thing to say, but um, mm. it's just like there's a community around Black River that I think that they've fostered into existence that yeah. um, 
that just the, the scene just wouldn't look the same if not for uh, Martin and Denise and everyone around them and everybody that those friendships, Winkler, those friendships that created uh, the beautiful yeah. board scene. Yeah, Absolutely. so Black River, hands down, because yeah, yeah, of all that, you just can't can't deny it. Yeah, yeah, and I I think this is a great place to end it. So, yeah, thank thank you so much for uh, for taking the time, and yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you and having you. Oh, thank you. This was such a pleasure to sit and talk with you. And uh, sorry for rambling. <laughs> no worries. But, uh, yeah, yeah. This was this was really fun. Thank you so much. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening, and you'll catch me in the next episode. Bye.